0: Says we're live, so welcome everyone to a, another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. As always, I'm your host, Adam Smith, with Just the Tips Coaching. And with me, pretty much as always, unless they kick me off the show, Jen and her cohorts is our marketing <laughs> director and one of our other coaches, Jen Weiboer. Good morning, Jen.
1: Good morning, Adam.
0: And yes, it is morning. Actually, it's morning where all of us are, even though not That's where true. our Entire audiences, and certainly not once this goes into syndication. Um, but the three of us are actually all in pretty close proximity, in including this morning's guest, Stacy Baum. Good morning, Stacy.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Oh no, it's uh, it's been uh, a long time coming. Um, <laughs> actually, it had been a long time coming when we finally got your book to be on the show, and that was probably about a year ago. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been time. a long, long time coming. <laughs> And uh, Stacy, forgive me if I'm not mistaken, it's your wedding anniversary.
2: <laughs> You're very sweet. It is my wedding well, anniversary. happy anniversary.
0: Yes. Thank and, you. It's a birthday. And this is six years of matrimonial bliss?
2: Bliss. Absolutely. Absolute
0: bliss. Perfect. <laughs> Spoken like a true married person. Fantastic. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So totally off what our normal subject would be, is this your first marriage?
2: This is my first marriage, yes.
0: Wow, that's really rare these days.
2: It is rare. It is definitely rare. So I got, I think I was 42, I want to say, when I was married, when I got married. So yeah, it's rare.
0: Wow, holy cow. Boy, you really took some time to make sure that this was the right (laughs) thing to do. Yeah, I think I was in my 20s both times I got married. The first time it was for about all of seven minutes. Uh, And the second time seemed to take a little bit. Uh, better, Liz, and I've been together about 20 years, so. yeah That's awesome. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, uh, state something like, <clears throat> I, I would normally say everybody needs a starter spouse, but let's hope that's not the case for you, <laughs> and let's hope that's not the case for my wife, because I'm her starter spouse, so <laughs> we'll uh, stick with that. So, Stacy, our normal MO, of course, is to really entertain the Just the Tips audience, which is real estate agents and mortgage originators and uh, insurance agents, financial planners, even some car salespeople, but typically people that direct deal to the consumer for large ticket items like you and I do. Um, But I do want to get a little bit of insight, not only into the background, how long you've been doing this, how you got started, but you've got another gig as well, something in the canine
2: world. Yeah, I, my, my whole entire life, I mean, from like when I graduated college, I pretty much was in the nonprofit world of animal welfare and it was just something I'm very passionate about. So I didn't actually go into real estate, um, until 2015. Now I grew up in real estate my whole life because my father, I mean, he's probably going in almost 50 years in real estate. So when I was in high school, I worked at, you know, the Remax office and, you know, I, I've just always been, um, Kind of involved in real estate somehow, but that wasn't my chosen career initially. So, um, in 2015, I decided to get my license. Um, but I always wanted to somehow tie that in with, um, you know, what I'm passionate about, and that is finding shelter pets homes, and um, and rescuing. So, basically, for every closing I have, you know, I I say at least one shelter pet will get placed. Uh, I say that because. Um, I'll do adoption events. Um, our last adoption event was at the start of October. We had seven animals that were adopted out, which was great. Um, so, um, and if I, if I'm not doing an adoption event that month, then I'm, you know, donating to make sure that we've got a couple of pets, um, paid for, uh, through adoption. So.
0: Very cool. And I like how you're able to integrate both. And if memory serves, you're from the Denver Metro area.
2: I am. So I was born and raised here, uh, went to school in Aurora for high school, but then I left to go to college in California, and then I moved to Scottsdale for a good eight years. Um, then I, I ended up getting a job in animal welfare. I actually worked for uh, Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer in sure. Los Angeles. I did that for a couple years. But then I ultimately just wanted to be back in Denver. Just the, you know, we all know it's the best place. So, um, so yeah, so now I'm back or, you know, I've been back for a while, but I just decided to come back and um, anyway, so yeah, I've kind of been a little bit all over, but this is my home.
0: Very cool. All right. Um, so yeah, I grew up in the Denver metro area, school at Smoky Hill Yes. Then off to Malibu, Pepperdine. If
2: I, I did. I uh-huh. went to school in Malibu.
0: It's yeah. not a bad spot either. Um,
2: it's, it's, it's not, it's not really Denver, lucky.
0: but it, it's uh, it's a really <laughs> good spot. I do like that as well. And so six years in your own real estate gig is not an enormous amount of time. Um, we've been talking a lot as of late about the fact that, based solely on the statistics that we get from like NAR. of real estate agents are gone in two years, 85% in five years. So having a six, approaching seven-year career here, um, one of the things that we have addressed or talked about frequently, uh, certainly in our office at our uh, roundtable events, so on and so forth, is that the vast majority, you included, but like 95%, the really vast majority, have never seen a buyer's market. We have been in this inventory shortage, this supply and demand Mm. conundrum for so long now that no, really very few, maybe, maybe 5% of real estate agents have ever seen it. So uh, unfortunately, I'm not sure any of us is going to live long enough to see another one. Um, We're obviously potentially decades away from solving the supply and demand issue that we do have. Um, which is great if you if you own real estate or if you're buying real estate now, so on and so forth. Um, but six years is not a really long period of time in the vast landscape of what a career lays out. I mean, we talked about your dad moments ago, you know, at or near 50 years. That's a lengthy career. He's one of those few that's seen multiple, uh, very few that have seen multiple buyers markets, um, which is really, really cool. Um, but I think it's important that our audience know that we do a significant amount of vetting for guests on our show. We want to make sure that these are people that uh, do have some experience, that are doing some really solid production, because we want them to lend their insight as to where their business comes from, how they get it, um, what kinds of activities they do, like uh, adoption events, uh, animal adoption events. I'm sure that's a great... Uh, way for you to satisfy both of those careers uh, both of those gigs um, but I do want our audience to know that we probably follow our guests for a solid year and a half before we ask them to be guests on the show and again we asked you to be a guest on the show about a year ago um, so you've accomplished some really cool shit in six years I
2: have I, I ironically you, know, you almost feel guilty because so many people are struggling in the pandemic, but like I had my, I've so far this year had my best year in real estate. So, um,
0: and last year probably wasn't bad either.
2: Oh, no, you're right. And it was my second best year. So, yeah, I mean, it is, um, it is very different. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, I, when I started in real estate, um, in 2015, I, um, I started on a team and the gentleman who ran that team, I mean, he was a really good mentor, um, and he did a lot for me, um, so I will always be grateful for that. Um, and I always suggest first-year realtors—you know—it's not a bad idea to join a team because you're able to. Not only are you handed leads, because it's really not as easy as everyone thinks to get started. I mean, I know there's like this, oh my God, we're just going to get paid a lot. It's so it's yeah, a but lot our schedule
0: is going to be flexible.
2: Yeah, totally. It's I'm going to hang out it's with great. my
0: kids a bunch.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, as I'm on vacation, like on right. my phone, and my husband's like, really. Um, so no, I, I always, you know, I was lucky to be on a team. So you're, you know, your fed leads or whatnot, and you're getting a lot of, uh, transactions going and you're learning a lot. It's very hard to learn in a vacuum. So when you're on your own, um, you know, God bless you. Seriously. I mean, I, a lot of the brokerages now do offer mentoring and that type of thing. So that's great. Um, but anyway, I found being on a team was fabulous, but after the first year I was ready to go off on my own. Um, so I did that, um, and, um, you know, it's worked well. I I would say what I did learn, and I was told this initially in the beginning of my career, that, you know, by year three, things are really clicking. Because the first year, you know, like I said, I was on a team. Second year, you're just kind of trying to get it going. And, you know, you're getting up every morning. You're making your phone calls. You're reaching out to your sphere. You know, you're you're, you're doing cold calling. And that's not always necessary in everyone's business. But that was necessary for me early on. Um but by year three, things were clicking because I had all those people I had sold the first two years, you know, they were now coming back to me or they were referring me to uh, other clients. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I actually find, you know, I do have to do, um, a, I do do lead generation. So, um, and whether that be through um, Facebook, you know, ads and or um, I, I uh, subscribe to a program called Mojo. Um, So Mojo allows me to basically call around to um, any neighborhood I'm really looking for um, and just touch base with people there. Think, see if they're thinking about selling. Um, But then I get a lot of referrals um, through because of my past clients. So I also tell people, you just, you know, make sure you treat people well. And I mean, not that it's, you know, there are not some nice, so not, there are some not so nice people out there. So I just make sure I treat everyone well and follow up with my clients and um it ends up coming back to me
0: it's and don't get me wrong if you're not of a mindset where you're going to treat people well and i think that's kind of a, a, a yeah. toehold i think that's where you've got to start <laughs> then yeah this is probably not the line of work for you regardless um true. and it's i think true. if you eventually improve to all you have to do is take good care of people, then that's really kind of a framework for success. And we talk about old Zig Ziglar type of shit frequently, that if you (laughs) help as many people as you possibly can get what they want, then you'll get what you want. Um, So yeah, pretty straightforward kind of stuff there. But I think that your description of your initial timeline, Uh, spending a year on a team, spending a second year, really just kind of, uh, you know, continuing to work hard, stay at it. At the end of that is when we see a lot of these people throw their arms up and go, this isn't going to work. I can't be a real estate agent. And in that third year, if you've really worked your ass off the previous two, then guess what? Things are going to click. That's just kind of how it goes. Um, And, yeah, I think the people that breach into that third year, fourth year, and beyond are the ones that understand, oh, this isn't easy. It is a career. I have to treat it with the respect that it deserves. It is a marathon, not a sprint. And, yeah, we kind of get into this arena where the real estate schools, and I understand because it would derail their business model, don't tell people what it's really going to be like. You know how to draft up a contract, and you know how to do some negotiations, and you know about inspections, and appraisals, and timelines, and uh, dates, and deadlines, and those kinds of things, but that the real job is to generate leads, to find buyers and sellers. Nobody is told. Um, That's kind of how- You're
2: not told that. (laughs) That's kind of how
0: we came about, is that we saw this enormous gap in what real estate agents believed their job was going to be like when they- started uh, started real estate school how they still kind of perceived that's what it was going to be like when they finished real estate school there was this gap that they weren't being told that you know what this is going to be a full-time nose to the grindstone kind of gig for a long long period of time if you want to have the kind of success that well the people that we have on our show are gathering that you're able to have a consistent business that you're able to have a repeat and referral business that you're able to get off the income roller coaster, those kinds of things that so many young agents struggle with, which is why they get out of the business. Um, so yeah, it really, I I hope our audience is keying in, tuning in, catching, picking up what you're putting down as it were, um, because yeah, there really is this kind of general two to three year threshold. And if you can, Stay with it and maintain and continue to work hard and not be, you know, so distraught and so disappointed that you can break through that glass ceiling. Then, yeah, you can have the kind of success you guys can have the kind of success that Stacy is having in mere six years, which is nothing in comparison to an entire career, as we already discussed with your dad.
2: Yeah, that's very true, and I think it's also. You have to be prepared to, you know, you have to work at it every day because, you know, whatever you're working on now, you, you, it's really going to close two or three months from now. So it, it's hard when I've done this before. Or, or longer
0: these days.
2: Yeah, or exactly, it's true. Um, you know, I've done this where I've gone, okay, you know what, I'm going to take a couple weeks off. You know, I just got through a bunch of closings. I'm going to take a couple weeks off, and I, I, and then I'll notice the difference. You In know, 90 days down the road. Absolutely.
0: That's right. Uh, It's funny because I think we're talking about doing our weekly little tip distribution. Jen will have to correct me, I'm sure. Um, But we talked this time of year about the fact that there are holidays. We had one yesterday. We're going to have another here in a few weeks, one where we eat a lot. Then we're going to have another where we eat and drink a lot. Then we're going to have another where we just drink a lot. And yes, there are holidays and quite a few this time of year. But how many people in my line of work, in your line of work, Treat it as a whole month or months. And they've just checked out for the rest of the year, which means your business is going to suck Q1, Q2 next year. And here's a really big piece of this puzzle, gang. People are still buying cars, buying homes, getting mortgages, buying more life insurance, whatever these last two months of the year. In fact, they're doing it at a pretty good volume. If you continue to keep your foot on the gas when it comes to your lead gen activities, you'll be the one doing that business instead of the people that are taking haul a haul month.
2: It's so funny you say that because I actually usually have some of my best months during November and December. And I think it's, I mean, yes, I'm still having to make sure I'm doing everything I need to be doing, getting up, making my calls, all that, so that my quarter one and quarter two are, you know, are what they need to be. But I've also noticed that like you said, people are taking, you know, it's like once Halloween or maybe even mid like fall break for kids comes around. I find our industry kind of like, eh, I'll start it up again next year. So I end up finding a ton of buyers. Um, and then, and, and as well as listings and I end up closing, um, fairly a large amount of homes for my business in November and December, which, um, you know, I don't, anyway, I, so I've always, I've always, it's exactly what you said. Like, you just can't take your foot off the gas, really. You can't just relax, and it's it's a it, it's part of the business, and people need to understand that.
0: Absolutely, yeah, it's a big, big piece of the puzzle. Um, and just to backtrack a little bit, I know we talked about this at our last roundtable, and Jen, you may have to, you know, correct me with the data, but I think they that the general consensus was that right now a home buyer. Is working on this process for six or 12 months from start to finish? Six,
1: yeah, our roundtable participants said about six months, depending on the agent they're working with. But um yeah, they all told me if I want to buy by next September, I should start now. So, and that's nine months, 10 months. So,
0: wow, it's a long time. That's well, yeah, a long time. So, and what I want to key in on there is that. Your lead gen activity, while in a typical environment and anything but the last 18 months um, was typical, you know that Stacy's right. Your lag time on your lead gen work is going to be 60 to 90 days. And today it could be 180 days. So if you're not participating in your lead gen activity, if you're not working on finding buyers and sellers or borrowers or people buying cars, whatever the case may be, whatever your line of work is, if you're not working on that activity, that lead gen activity is an everyday activity for the rest of your career, essentially, then yeah, you're going to continue to ride these waves of up and down. And you're going to be on an income roller coaster, so on and so forth. That job, that baseline of generating leads If you treat it with the respect it deserves, you're active, you're consistent, you're constant every day, then you don't have that shit, whether it's today or three months from now or six months from now, which is really kind of a big deal. I can't emphasize enough, and I'm glad we're hearing it from other people other than Jen and I continuing to ramble about how important (laughs) the constancy and consistency is, but yeah, I think that that's probably one of the most valuable things that Stacy's thrown out there for you guys, so... Pay attention. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, Stacey, what does it look like now? What I mean, you, you kind of briefly mentioned that your lead gen work includes some Facebook activity. Um, back up a little bit for us. Do you have help? Do you have uh, a, a TC? Do you have an assistant? Are there other agents working under you? Is it your team? What is your current
2: breakdown? Um, I don't have a team. What I have is I do have a transaction uh, manager. So, um, I learned probably later than I should have that, that was, um, God, I needed that so badly. So I was drowning in paperwork. Um, and there, and then, you know, obviously that's affecting how you're lead gener- you know, generating. Um, so as soon as I found this fabulous, um, transaction coordinator, uh, it changed everything for me. Um, and she's licensed, which is huge for me. So, um, you know, for example, if I'm on the road and something has to get done right away she can typically draft it for me and so it's sitting there when I get back to the office or whatever um but uh so that's been a that's been a game changer for me um you know I'm finding right now why do you
0: why would you refer to it as a game changer why is it Um, so important
2: I think I was spending way too much time the stress level of worrying about dates and deadlines and you know I have a calendar that I keep track of of you know my clients and their dates and deadlines but when you're doing that as well as trying to generate new business and or in this world we are now in when you have new buyers and there's a home that comes on the market I you mean you go. have to get there oh my god you got to so go <laughs> you got to drop everything so it just became you know it's I've learned in the last, I think I've had her for about a year and a half now, maybe, yeah, a little over a year and a half. Um, you know, it just made all the difference in the world for me. So um, it's like another set of eyes on the transaction. She's helped, She helps me keep everything compliant, you know, um, because it's easy to get scatterbrained in real estate um, because you are dealing with so many different um, families, couples, uh, transactions, and your, you know, dates, and you're just trying to keep everything together, you do have to be organized. Um, but a TC certainly helps. So well worth everything I I put towards a TC. Um, so it's just me, well, uh, though. Let's
0: talk about that. If you didn't yeah. have your TC, how many hours would you be spending on the work that is a byproduct of you generating leads? Because all the stuff you're describing, all the stuff that she does, is because you were doing good lead gen work.
2: I mean, I would easily say 10 hours a week. 10 hours a week,
0: 40 hours a month. Easily. Okay. All right. And can you give us some kind of inclination as to how much you pay this person?
2: Sure. I mean, it's basically per transaction. I'm paying roughly $500. Okay.
0: And wow. Okay. So this is really, really cost-effective stuff. Um, So... Let's even assume that that 40 hours translates to, which is probably excessive, but let's call it 10 deals $5,000. But it's freeing up 40 hours of your time.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: In 40 hours, can you find one more buyer or seller? You better be able to. You better be able to, right? (laughs) And I'm willing to bet that one buyer or seller probably pays you more than $5,000.
2: So worth uh, it. So so worth worth it.
0: it. Yeah, that's a big one in my mind. I cannot stress enough how important it is to have somebody to help you with the workload that is a byproduct of your lead gen activities. Everybody, I don't care who you are out there. Yeah, having a TC, a transaction manager, transaction director, an LOA, what we refer to in the mortgage business, an assistant. Of some kind is just so invaluable. I can't even uh, explain to people how this uh, actually pays dividends, but I'm glad that hearing it from another source again makes a big difference. All right, so let's uh, jump back into modern day lead gen stuff. You're doing a little bit of Facebook work,
2: yeah. And I, you know, um, I saw I saw a lot of uh, new construction, so. In that, I just become familiar with the new construction around, um, you know, pretty much I'm in Douglas County for the most part, although I do sell in Colorado Springs and up north in Denver, but um, I'd say most of mine comes from Douglas and Arapahoe County, those two counties. Um, so I just familiarize myself with what's going on. I'll put out, you know, Facebook um, ads just in regards to, um, you know, looking to buy a new build or, you know, something you know with the fabulous pictures of the new builds because i mean everybody in their in their life i think is even you know once or at least thought about buying a new build um especially in this no, market at least those because... of us
0: that don't know about the builders but yeah yeah well it's <laughs> <that's> true <laughs> sorry
2: but <clears throat> but it, but, but, in this, <laughs> but in this market um you know p- people i really feel you know they feel like they're be they're paying a lot for resale so they are always inquiring so i think i have especially seen the past year and a half. Uh, my transactions and new builds go way up. And so anyway, so um, I do do specific ads regarding new builds. Um, and then I'll also do your, um, I don't know, I, I say it's typical because I know a lot of agents do this, but I'll just put it out there. Um, you know, uh, contact me to get a list of, for you know, homes under 400,000 for sale in your area or whatnot. And that's another way to, you know, generate people you know, who are interested at least. And so I can get them on the phone and say, well, where are you in this process? What are you thinking, etc." cetera.
0: All right. So we're talking about basically funnels with a landing page, yeah. Now, yeah. valuable stuff there. And after you push through that two to three year glass ceiling, a lot of your business became repeat yeah.
1: Yeah. and yeah. your
0: clients are referring yeah. So you're staying in front of them, making sure that if they're thinking about real estate in one manner or another, the, the cousin Bob needs to buy a house or they want to move that you're the one they're thinking of. Yeah. Okay.
2: And so, I mean, and like, for example, like, you know, it's also important though, you know, to do little, um, little things that'll uh, continue to remind them of you throughout the year, whether it be for their own sake or for a referral sake. So, you know, around the holidays, I'm definitely passing out pies at Thanksgiving, Um, Christmas, um, I've done Starbucks gift cards in the past, have a hot chocolate on me, whatever it may be, um, that type of thing. So you definitely do have to do, um, I, I I did one year was really popular. I did, um, wasn't, it was before COVID the year before COVID, but, um, St. Patrick's day it was I bought boxes of thin mints and put something on, you know, put pasted something on them that was surrounding my business and how I'm lucky to have them, that type of thing and passed out mid, thin mints around and that was uh, huge i bought them early i stored them and then passed them out and people were loving those so
0: ah very smart getting those out there when the market doesn't bear them <laughs> yes okay <laughs> interesting i like that activity a lot actually that's very smart uh very good stuff because yeah i i have an addiction to those Things I would, I would probably spike a vein for Girl Scout cookies if that was an option. The, my concern with the thin mints is why do they only come in a two-serving box? That's true. True. Yes. <laughs> no. Don't get me started on the tagalongs of the Samoas and their one-serving box. No, I'll eat fifteen of those, no problem. I, yeah. I even put the little fifteen sticker on my car saying I can eat fifteen Girl Scout cookies. In a single sitting, <clears throat> but yeah, those are brilliant. Um, what I do want to make sure that our audience understands is that just by doing these kinds of gestures, by staying top of mind, by staying in front of people, by being a little quirky, being a little cheesy, hell, we embrace the cheesiness in my office for sure, as does Stacy with her thin mints, no question about mm-hmm. it, you're um, It becomes a bit more memorable. And where that really pays dividends is that, look, if you guys want to double your business, you're a relatively new agent. Busting your butt through these first two years, you're, you know, concerned whether or not you're going to be able to even do it. This is true of loan originators and insurance agents, all of you. In order to double your business, Stacy's a great example. All she has to do in 2022 is the exact same activity she did in 2021 to generate new leads, her funnels, her landing page, her activities, her events, uh, the the, uh, pet adoptions, Girl Scout cookies, whatever she feels comfortable with, whatever she finds creative, whatever she is using to connect with people. And then all the people that used her in 2021 just have to refer her one more person in 22. So she gets all her new business in 22 the way she did in 21. She gets all her 21 clients to refer her just one person, just one, and she's doubled her business. This is really not rocket science. And I know that none of this stuff that we talk about on this show, 90% of the stuff we talk about on the podcast is not shit that's brand new or groundbreaking or eye-opening. It's all stuff that you guys know you should be doing and you're not. You're just not doing it. So, yeah, get up, get moving, get doing your stuff. Go go uh, buy some uh, secondhand Girl Scout cookies from uh, <laughs> Stacey. She'll probably be willing to part with them for 100 bucks a box at that point. <laughs> well, it's off-season, and it's working <laughs> for her. All right. Jen, what am I missing? And Stacey, thank you. I know that uh, taking a half hour out of your day on a Monday when you're as busy as you are is a big, big deal, so... Uh, certainly. You guys, thank for you having for me. That. Oh, sure. Jen, yeah. what am I missing? What should we be asking Stacy that I'm not, or that our audience would want to know, or maybe we just need to have her on another episode, eh?
1: Right. I yeah. mean, she'll be another year into the business. We're booking <laughs> November of next year, so.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's Crazy. insane.
1: No, but thank you, Stacy. We really do appreciate it. We'd love to have Absolutely. you back. Absolutely. Yeah. Great show, you guys.
0: We would love to have you back. No question.
1: Absolutely. Anytime. All right. For the rest of you, if you want to find out more about Just the Tips coaching, you can text TIPS to 63566. It will ping you back all kinds of stuff. Our podcast, which is on Apple and on Spotify. You can book a free hour of coaching with Adam and me. You can get a copy of Adam's book, Just the Tips. Um, see all of our recent videos, past episodes of the show. Um, and if you're interested in being a speaker or know anybody who would be a great speaker at the Mile High Mastermind or for Social Media Day in 2022, um, please let us know. We'll start figuring all of that out before too long. It's, it's, I know, it's November. I know. I, know. I was going to say, it's we just through these two-week I, conferences? I gave so myself ago. like a two-week break and now okay. it's time to start now over I got to get back to work. <laughs> so yeah. um but yeah text tips to 63566 to find out everything you could possibly want to know about us everything all the things that we're willing to put in public
0: okay fair enough yeah. I, th- I think we'd put plenty out there uh regardless and if you uh watch or listen to uh how I met your mortgage, then you're getting an awful lot of insight as to how weird we all really are. All right. (laughs) Well, again, Stacey, thank you so much for joining us. And for uh, the rest of you watching live or uh, watching or listening in syndication, you can catch us live on Mondays at 1030 Mountain Time. I was going to say Mountain Standard, but this is the last Monday of that for or Mountain Daylight. This mountain, the last daylight. Monday mountain, of, mountain Daylight yep. for a while. We'll be on Mountain Standard time come Monday. <laughs> Don't forget to roll your clocks back this weekend. Um, other than that, thank you all for tuning in. And, Stacy, thank you again. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to run <laughs> our extra, and we'll see you guys next week.